3: it's very low j to not show up to their own show that, yeah. very on brand that is uh and also we've got a book drop a book, 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 book what? Drop. we've got i, I want to say home love right house love. i keep house. saying home love mm-hmm. house love yeah to follow up to your laundry love it's like the sequel that you've all been waiting for mm-hmm. um house loving it's got all these tips and tricks
4: yeah all how, kinds of
3: things because it's co- um, you, the pre-sales drop in today okay? yeah so you, you can if, get
4: access here too Tell yeah I know. mean we I, it's all sorts of just tricks, uh, tricks and tips yeah. for your house like we're easy for me to say right it's room by room yeah so you it'll walk you through room by room like how to take care of your house um it's apartment friendly I mean we tried very much to make it no matter what your your house space is mm-hmm that it works for you. I mean, you could live in a tent and this would still work um, because a lot of the trips and tricks and tips
3: and I've totally, uh,
4: it's, you know, we're just going to go with tips. I like on trips.
3: I just put yeah. it together. Yeah. Trips,
4: yeah. A lot of them are like easy things you can do with things you already have around the house.
3: Um, question. When you yeah. were figuring out kind of what works, what doesn't work, did you go ahead and buy like swatches to spill on, or do you just spill in your own house? To... Well, like the spills, I mean, I've just kind of got that down. Like I mean, that at this one, point, you I have. have to. You guys are like readily available. Like you yeah. could definitely, if you need to field test some things, you could come to my house. We have dogs, babies, yeah, fair enough. Me. Um, but yeah, so you didn't find you a lot of that stuff. You just found you were able to kind of test out as you go. Did you learn anything while writing this book?
4: Um, a lot of things because. I got really into wanting greener options. Yeah. You know, because it's so easy to just go to the store and buy something that makes blue foam to clean something. But I really didn't want that. So I got greener options. And some of them show up in the book, um, like my obsession with lemon juice. You know, lemon juice is one of those things that will just clean everything, I'm convinced. And um, I also got into, I mean, I hate to say this, but I'm getting a little bit older. And so some of the... Tricks needed to be easier. Like, for example, um I found all of these brushes that will hook on a cordless drill. So, yeah, isn't that incredible? You buy this bag of brushes that will hook on a cordless drill, and you can like scrub with it, so that you don't have to like do all this manual scrubbing.
3: Yeah, because the elbow grease is sometimes hard to
4: find. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, I, you know, who wants to do that, right? I don't.
3: No, so I mean, I mean, I literally meant that. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes there are end of the days or whatever, or you don't want to yeah. whatever you don't have that ability you don't want to sit and scrub something that's like so creative yeah push of the button
4: yeah (laughs) you know it's easy so we found some of those things um i also became obsessed with using steam so buying a steam cleaner
3: (gasps) you have no idea you just hit your demographic my husband has this steamer that he's obsessed with yeah because he walks around with a wand yeah and he loves it
4: yeah it's amazing and it will clean everything yeah it's easy and it's clean It's green. It's once you buy the steamer, which isn't that expensive, everything becomes very inexpensive because it's just water. Yeah. Um, So it was things like that. I really wanted it to be, you know, if you're a 20 something starting out, Mm -hmm. this book works for you. Yeah. If you are a 60 something downsizing, this book works for you. If you're anything in between those two, I still want the book to work.
3: And, you know, the big thing that everyone always talks to me about laundry love is that there's a kit, you know, there's that, uh, the carrier, the, right. And you do that for this as well.
4: Basically the idea was that same kit works through the rest of your house. Oh,
3: you just apply it to different things. Yeah.
4: So, you know, you've already made the vinegar and water spray, so let's just go. This
3: is so exciting. We've never had a book drop on, and I can't believe I get to be here for it. Somebody's book is dropping for presale. It's uh house love and, uh, we'll, we'll link it up and we'll, I'm, once Grant's get off the phone, he'll give us a heads up on how to uh, follow you, but you otherwise follow you on Instagram. You're yeah, a great Instagram follow. Instagram
4: Laundry Patrick, or you can go to my website, LaundryEvangelist.com, yeah. and there's like YouTube videos there.
3: Yeah, there's like the internet. Have yeah. You heard of it, guys? Right. It's Quit asking it. us for help. Google <laughs> something. Do something yourself. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of some things that went down this weekend, we had, uh, we're, we've been talking about this all day, the CMT Awards, and you were really, really, you fell in love with, the Winona Judd. You weren't normally a fan, right? But you had in the recently.
4: I became a big fan. I've you know I've the Judds grew. Up, they're from a town over from where I grew up, mm-hmm. so I've known about the Judds forever, and yeah. they're significant in my life forever. And you know Naomi was really great to Granny Dude, so you know I love them. And a year ago, unfortunately, you know Naomi um, was just hurting, and she died by suicide, yeah. and. Winona went on and said, you know, I'm broken and blessed, which is just a phrase that really kind of stuck with me, and I think of it all the time. And so last night on the CMTs, she's performing, and she points up and she says, you know, you should be here, Mama, which was... I I have that right here if you
2: want to hear that part in particular. Yeah, let's listen. Yeah, I don't have her talking after, but that particular moment, yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, it was just amazing. And then, you know, afterwards, she talked about her mom and just that, you know... She actually talked about it in a weird way about being broken and blessed. I mean, she's kind of got a stronger connection with her sister Mm -hmm. and she sort of took the good from, you know, a terrible situation. And I just think, you know, it was really sad because they were supposed to get their kind of award last year and, um, you know, she died by suicide the night before.
3: You know, it's so funny. I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to the feeling that broken and blessed because like with loss, there's obviously still positive things that are coming on. I mean, this happened to um, a family that's close to our family. They had lost somebody who had been suffering and they've all, you know, there was a caretaker aspect of it. And they were like, I feel bad for having extra time on my hands. I feel bad, you know, and it, there's there's a part that goes, I feel bad for being happy that they don't have to be here and dealing with this anymore. And I think throwing that in a sentence to kind of take that secondary, third feeling, the tertiary feeling of like, I feel bad, but I also feel a little happy about something else. And I feel guilt now, layered <laughs> on that, is like, I I love that. I love that they're putting, word, like There's a, there's kind of a quick saying you can say that's like, it's okay to have dual feelings. Yeah, you know? and it works.
4: I mean, it's, it's true of so many different things. I mean, you know, I think that it was pretty profound. I think it was a pretty profound statement. Yeah. And, you know, she was like hours into grief. Yeah. Um, I think it was pretty extraordinary. And, you know, I like that Winona has gone ahead and gone on with the tour. You know, I think that, uh, I think their legacy, it just kind of cements... Their legacy, and can I just throw out something just yeah. because it's totally unrelated? Nine eight eight, yes, is a phone number that you can actually dial if you are having suicidal thoughts or if you just need to talk to somebody. It's nine eight eight. You just dial it. It's like three numbers, and you just sort of call it in. But I feel like any time that we bring up that topic, we should bring up some options.
3: That's um. Yep, I love that. Um. All right. Up next, we have. Well, Julia's not here, so it's all of our random thoughts. Barry and Julia here for and Dinner Theaters. So spring
5: has sprung, yes? How about planning something fun? Think girls' night out, date night.
0: Maybe a birthday, book, or bowling club night. People, check
5: out and Dinner Theaters. They're the best one-stop entertainment spot where you can get a great dinner
0: and show and park for free. And there's something for everyone. First on the main stage, it's the prom. This show is going to make you so happy. It's packed, full of laughs, one after the next. And then there's all that fantastic singing and dancing. So much fun. And at intermission, enjoy a gluten-free, salted caramel cheesecake to die for. Or maybe a brandy Alexander. How about the concerts? Coming up is our friend Gwen Matthews
5: in her gospel show with Robert Robinson, The Night Before Easter. And also Michael Monroe's Peter Paul and Mary tribute and the Doobie Brothers. And if you need to laugh, Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret every weekend. Visit Chan Hessen Chanhassen Dinner Theater's always entertaining you.
0: Random thoughts.
5: He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is.
3: Yes, it is random. That's all it is. All right. It's just random. Give me your first random... We're going around the room,
2: Grant. All right. Well, I'll start the obvious one out that most people saw this weekend when we woke up on April 1st. Yeah. To all that snow, uh, prior to the snow, our total, prior to the snow, we got on Friday night. We were at 80 inches, putting it at number eight mm-hmm. um, at 80 total inches on the list all time of snowy winters. Well, the snow that came in Friday night was just over nine inches, bringing us, to like, I think it was 89.8 inches yeah. locally here, bringing us to number three of all time. Number one. Was 1983 84 with 898.6 inches. Number two 1981 82. So 81 through 84 was a pretty rough stretch there. Yeah. But 81 82, they had 95 inches, and currently, right now, 20, 22 to 2023, the winner we are at is at 89.9 inches or 80. Yeah, 89.8 inches, I believe it was. So about Five, just about five inches shy, just a little over five inches shy of being the number two snowiest winter of all time.
3: Do we want to hit number two?
2: No, but we will because it snows in April. It does. Do (laughs) we
3: we think we're going to hit number two? I mean, I think that you both are nodding. yes. Yeah,
2: I bet you we'll get another five to six inches before this. The way this year has been, I could see us getting five to six inches. I don't think we'll get another 10 to go up to number one. But yeah, I could see us hitting that number two spot.
3: Right, I I have that weird obsession with like. Well, if we're going for it, might as well go Go for for it. Right, Katie Ledecky's cousin over there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just do it. Let's just commit. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much. The rest of the time will be about Taylor. No, I'm just kidding. But I do have some (laughs) Taylor Swift things since I'm with a Swiftie for once. I'm with a lot of like semi Swifties around here. Mm -hmm. Colleen was the big Swiftie as well, and you know she left, and so now I have a. I mean.
2: Yeah. My cousin and her daughter went to the tour where she was in Dallas this weekend or wherever she was this weekend. They She posted a picture 10 years ago. They went together as a mother and daughter on the, uh, what was it, the...
3: Why can't she work here instead of you? I
2: know, but like it was so cute because they have a photo of the two of them, and she's now eighteen years that's old. So, so she was eight years old when she saw her first Taylor Swift tour, and now she's going off to college. And they posted a picture of them with their like leather jackets and their cowboy so boots, cute. and yeah, I know they had a, which is a
3: three hour concert, so don't wear cowboy boots. They
2: sounded from what it's from the pictures, it looked like they had a blast. So
3: all right, well, Patrick, you've actually smelled her.
2: I have. That's oh. right. Amazing Tom
4: Ford, Santal Blush. Not that I remember it all the time or have a bottle of it at home. You know, no. No, no,
3: no, that'd be weird. (laughs) weird. Um, Super weird.
4: You know, we're close enough that we share a Netflix password, but...
3: It's fine. It's It's fine. Mm -hmm. You've met her. It's fine. Um, Okay, I just have to get this out there. Any Swifties going to the concert, I have talked about a lot of theories, and I've read a lot of theories online about what she plays two songs as an encore, and she will play them only one time to each uh, song. And so we're getting songs crossed off as the concert goes on. Like, we lost um, Clean over the weekend, and that was a hard one to lose. Mm. Um, Yeah, that one was rough for me. Um, Anyways, there's theories that Minneapolis is going to get the Bon Iver duos because he gets off tour, like, a couple days prior to him coming here, and he lives in Wisconsin, so it'd be a quick hop, skip, and jump.
4: Mm-hmm. Didn't one of the people from Mumford & Suds come up and play with her once? Yes. So, I mean, he could, you know.
3: Jump yeah. In. There is that. And then on top of it, and now if you're a real Swifty, um, a lot of times you're not a big fan of the song Me, and Shake It Off is like a close second to your probably least favorite. Well, it's going to be Pride Weekend, and, you know, Me is all about, you know, pride and loving yourself, and, and, and I love that. It's just, I hate the song Me. There's counting in it. It feels very juvenile. It's fine. But a lot of people are worried that they're going to the Saturday show that it's going to be me because it's a Friday weekend. So there's dual feelings, which is very funny as a Swifty, because like, of course, we love the message, but not everybody loves the song. Yeah,
4: and and these, you know, one is with the guitar, one is with a piano. I know. That's going to be a tough song to just... I don't, You know, I don't know. I don't know.
3: I know. Well, there's two. There's Friday night and there's Saturday. Right. So hopefully this is, again, all theories that we throw at the wall. And then mm-hmm. there's the other theory that's going on is that she's currently re-recording uh, Speak Now. Or no. Yeah. Yeah. Speak Now. Um, the re-recording of that album as well is going on. So those are my random thoughts. I know that we have a certain amount of time I'm allowed to talk about Taylor Swift. And I have hit that point. Thank you. Okay. Um...
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is
1: Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
3: April Fool's over the weekend. Uh-huh. Now, my question is, is most of the time April Fool's jokes fall in the category of something that you guys do? Or do you feel like it's too harsh to do? I'm not a fan. I knew you weren't going to be one. Yeah. Sorry. Like, tell me why. I'm,
4: I'm not a fan because, like, for example, when, you know, people do them on social media or yeah, yeah. whatever, I just want, I want social media to just be fun where I can just, like, scroll through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if if it's a good one, then it's almost believable, yeah. Yeah. then I have to stop and go, wait, is this real or is it just because it's April Fool's Day? Yeah. And it's just too much trouble. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want my social media time to be thinking I just want my social media time <laughs> to be just you know fun little things, yeah. You know, little happy, whatever. And I just I don't want to have to stop and think. And mm. if if the April Fool's joke is so over the top, yeah, that it's obviously fake. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But you know, then and then, then like, is it really? And yeah, yeah, then is it really? I don't know. I just you know, it's kind of one of those. I don't know.
3: I'm not an April Fool's person. I fall in the mm. same boat as you, where I like don't. It's like. Disarming. I don't know yeah. what it is. There's something about it. And so I won't go full anything. Like, all I said, my husband's like a hardcore introvert. Mm-hmm. And my big April, April fool's joke lasted about 10 seconds. I said to him, Oh, don't forget. We have a dinner party with like my four best friends tonight. And he went, what? Mm-hmm. And I went, April Fool's. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, the relief he had on him was like a gift that I gave him. He was like, oh my God, thank God. God I like that. But like, I'm not, are you, I feel like Grant, you could fall into the category of an April Fooler. I, well, I did def, I enjoyed it as a kid. Okay. You know, like
2: when your parents would play the April Fool's jokes on you, things like that. I don't really find it as appealing as an adult because I don't know, lately with everything, I take everything as much as I seem so happy, go lucky. I do right. take things seriously And um, sometimes I can react the way I don't want to, to a joke. So no, I I actually, I'm not as an adult, I am not a fan of it. I'm more of a fan of, I'm definitely not a fan of it on social media. So it's like you, Patrick, no need for it on social media, no need to post like, Hey, I did this. But if you're doing it with your kids, with your family, if you wake up and you know you have a little fun little prank with yeah. your kid, I've always found that fun with my parents. But no, I mean, it's not nothing that I don't plan out. When I woke up, I was like, oh, here we go. Here's all the April Fool snow jokes that everybody's going to post. Oh, know, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I find it more of a pain in the ass than I find it to be I, fun.
3: I didn't even realize I had this memory until you brought up like parents doing fun things. I remember maybe <laughs> because my mom was just lazy. Beverly, you're listening. Beverly? Um, but she just told us Lance Bass died. Ha! See? That was our April Fool's Hey, There you joke. go, Mom. like...
4: Thanks, Mom.
3: Okay. Mike, ah. okay. Crush your like, dreams. All right. I remember it was... I remember it vividly. It was like we were at the cabin for some reason early that year. Oh, God. And my mom, like, came down to us we were like, oh, okay. And like I think she thought that would mean more to us than it did. But I just remember her like taking her time. And then it was like like 20 minutes later, she's like, by the way, that was April Fool's. And I was like, yeah, okay. like <laughs> <laughs> Not cool, Ma. Great. I, I, I'm glad for his
2: friends and family. <laughs> hey, we're going to Disneyland. No, we're not April Fool's. <laughs> what the hell? Right. Oh, um, my God. Okay, tell us what's going on of the traffic. Yeah, let's take a look at your my talk traffic.
0: Maybe you're lucky you're going out of town this weekend or pretty soon, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, okay, we're going to have to park our car, leave it there. Be sure, go to mspairport.com. You know what? You can book your car, your ramp in advance. You save $2 a day over the drive-up rates. You get a QR code. You're in, and when you come back, you're out really fast because there's a designated there uh, lane. Or if you're traveling with kids and you have a lot of gear and you want to be dropped off at either Terminal One or Two, park at the Quick Ride ramp, which is Highway Five up the Post Road exit. The terminal right. runs twenty-four-seven.
5: Yes, and that would be that's wonderful. That would be a shuttle, not the terminal. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we just, the other thing about it is we're so lucky. This is the best airport in North America that we have here. Go to mspairport.com for all your information. There's so many great restaurants. There's so much to do at the airport. Go early and enjoy yourself. Be right back.
3: My Talk one zero seven one, where talk is fun. And where we make our significant others do favors for us. We've right. got Patrick's better half, Ross Rehalla from Minnesota Pioneer Press. Music critic on the phone. He doesn't make calls often, but when he does
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta
3: call in the big favor sometimes. Ross, how you doing?
4: I'm great. I'm great. Thanks
1: for having me.
3: Uh yeah, it was a it was a big get for us. Yeah.
1: You you had an in, I think. I
3: think <laughs> I think this time we did. I mean by the way, my husband needs to step it up because right. if he called in he would just talk about like I/O psychology, and it would not well, be as I mean, exciting.
4: we're calling him next. So, <laughs> Just be ready. Kira.
3: Okay, so you're. This is the perfect topic right now because right now things things are going down. Ticketmaster has answer or has to answer to a couple different artists, and the biggest one now, or the uh, newest battle, has gone down with The Cure. Tell us what's going on with Ticketmaster and The Cure.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Um, of all the people you would think would take down Ticketmaster, Robert Smith would. Not being your top 100. Yeah. Right. But um, they, the band The Cure is doing their first U.S. tour in six years. And when they announced the tour, um, Robert Smith specifically said, we're not doing platinum tickets, uh, which are like dynamically priced like an airline ticket. They were not doing that. They weren't doing VIP. And they were, said, you cannot resell these tickets. We want to sell just to fans. And it was. You know, great news. Good luck with that. And um, once they went on sale, uh, fans started complaining about these ridiculous fees that were added. In some cases, $20 tickets turned out to be more than double the price once the fees were added. So he took on Ticketmaster, and they agreed to refund either $10 or $5, which doesn't sound like a lot. But when's the last time ticketmaster has said yeah okay we'll, we'll refund our fees
3: well it's a I mean, huge chunk if you're buying twenty dollar tickets and you're refunded five dollars back I mean that's I mean that's a huge chunk of it like percentage wise and and I love that you said that too is like all these artists are saying hey this is not okay you know we had uh Taylor Swift and um Springsteen Springsteen get mad up in arms. But has anyone ever really gotten anything back, or done move the needle at all?
1: And the thing is, Robert Smith is in a unique position here in that he doesn't really need the music industry. They don't. His band supposedly has an album coming out this year. It'll be the first in like fifteen years. Mm-hmm. They're not like actively chasing fame. No, <clears throat> excuse me. They, they, you know, they they have their fan base. Yeah, he can ride that until he's, you know, until he wants to retire. So he doesn't have as much to lose as, say, Taylor Swift, who still has decades of career ahead of her. Although it would be nice if Taylor Swift wanted to, she could get Ticketmaster to do whatever she wanted them to do. But.
3: Um, What is. Okay, like when you start thinking about this, and you've obviously been around this industry for a while. Like, where do the solutions lie? Where do we find solace? Like, do you say that this is a monopoly? Is there? Do we need another industry, or does ta- does like or does Ticketmaster need to self-govern? Like, what? Tell us, like, what your point of view is with this.
1: Well, it, Ticketmaster is a monopoly. Um, uh, I think it was 2010. Live Nation, which is a concert, concert promoter, and Ticketmaster merged. So now this this one company manages a lot of major artists career Mm -hmm. they book the tours they sell the tickets and in a lot of cases they either own or operate the venues so there's no way that's not a monopoly you know ideally government will step in and break up the two companies in the meantime artists should be speaking up like robert smith And, and i should add he didn't just get those refunds just over the weekend he announced that, I think it was 7,000 tickets had been canceled because scalpers will figure out a way around whatever rules, or they try to. Mm-hmm. And scalpers were setting up accounts, buying just here tickets, and then selling the account, like that entire account,
3: oh, at a higher price than because, they paid. Because you can't transfer. What you're we talking about, that is that they were trying to prevent exactly. it. So instead of saying, I'm going to transfer you to this account, you would have to literally just... Buy the username and password for the account
1: exactly, but somehow they figured it out and canceled 7,000 tickets, and the greatest part is they're not re- uh, refunding the service fees. All the fees are going to um, charity. Uh, I can't remember. I think Amnesty the- Am- Am- International.:
3: Oh, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, like there's a lot of things you go, okay, the fact that they're putting their foot down, that's amazing. Um, and are they coming to Minneapolis?
1: Yeah, they're here uh, at Excel uh, Energy Center in June, I believe.
3: Nice. And will you be going?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I saw them 6 years ago and it was kind of funny because unlike every other arena tour, they didn't really have much high-tech anything. Mm-hmm. They had uh, cameras on stage that were motion- that didn't move so that you could watch on the screen but it looked like security footage. <laughs> but they they were they were just they were great live. Patrick did you join me
4: at that one I was I was at that one and and it was <laughs> it was great and isn't it's interesting the cure is one of those bands that like you never actually thought you'd get to see and then you know we yeah. saw them they were fantastic and now you know there's a chance to see them again and it's super because you can see them affordably you know so so many people that even when we go into like those what we're going to call you know nostalgic acts the tickets are still Outrageous. yeah. So it's really exciting, you know, to be able to see somebody from your youth at a kind of an affordable price.
1: Exactly. And and the thing about, you know, The Cure is that I don't know that they have a lot of casual fans. I mean, I think, you know, if someone said to you, hey, do you want to join me with, you know, Taylor Swift? You'll go, yes, because it'll be this big show. And, you know, The Cure is like, if you don't know their music, I don't know that you'd take much out of it.
3: Okay, so you've... Ross, I got a question. These are going to be random questions because like, I feel like it's, you've been doing this at the pioneer press for almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. Are you at a point where you get to pick the concerts you go to, or do you get assigned them?
1: Um, the choice is sort of made for me, not by an editor, but by who's on on tour. I I do the biggest shows. So, um, you know, I've seen every show at us bank stadium at target field, you know the biggest venues, and I cover most arena shows. And sometimes there's things that are sort of on. You know, it, it, I, I guess I think of it sometimes where like, will the readers of our newspaper even care? Um, so, but for, you know, as I said, for the most part, my my review schedule is is driven by who's in town.
3: Um, do you have to stay all the way to the encore and to encores?
1: Oh yeah, I mean I, I write. The review so from have, the venue. There's no so way can make it into the next day's paper.
3: So there's no way, like you can't. So you have to get. So you have to. Let me get this straight. This is like my nightmare. You have to stay up late, make sure that you're at the concert till the end of the encore, and then you have to have the the review written by that night.
1: Yeah, before I leave. Oh my! I, it, yeah, it sounds, it sounds hard, and it's it's funny. Once I was at a show, and there was um, club level. Uh, the, a box behind us and there, oh, this woman, you know, peered over and said, you know, what do you do? What are you doing here? And, and I told her, Oh, you know, I'm going to review the show. And she looks at my screen and it's just a blank word document document. And she said, Oh, I, I can't believe you were able to You're able to do that. To just come here with nothing and, and have a review at the end of the night. And it was like, Oh yeah, that's kind of true. But I mean, I've been doing it so long. It's, it's second nature.
3: So when you and Patrick go to a, a show, you're not talking to him at all. You guys aren't talking. Can you? Can you even? Because like, I would not be able to multitask. If you tell me I would have a, a a a document done by the end that didn't just say my name over and over, like Brittany, 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 Brittany. And there's no way I could talk to anybody. Like you have to like have your head down and be in the zone.
1: Um. Generally, I mean, I'm sure Patrick can speak to this, but. Generally speaking, if someone's coming to a show with me, they know I'm working. Okay. So it's not like, you know, we're drinking and carrying on. If, you know, it's Patrick, I'll often midway through I'll be like, oh, what do you think? Or, God, wasn't that a great song? Or, should, you know, I'll, I'll bounce ideas off of them. Okay. But it's, it's just here and there. For the most part, I'm focused on the show, focused on writing and kind of shutting out any sort of social aspect of it.
3: Ross, this is fascinating, because like a lot of people think like, this is my dream job, but when you start describing it, it's like, actually, this is work, Um, and I don't do work very well, so thank you for uh, holding up the team.
1: And well, thanks for having me.
3: Thanks for telling us all the Ticketmaster drama, and keep us in the know. We're going to definitely give you a call back, because if there's a chance that they let me and Patrick do the show again, we're going to probably need you, because yeah. we're kind of like squirrels when it's time for preparing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right.
3: Thanks, Ross. You're the best. Bye. Um, He's lovely. He's,
4: you know what? He's so Barrett. great.
3: He's so, yes, he's so lovely.
4: He's just, he's the best.
3: He didn't hear us say that, so don't worry. Yeah. You can still come home and act like you're the, you know. Well, I mean, I,
4: you know. I, mean, <laughs> I had a
3: book drop. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, you did have a book drop. <laughs> he's like. Just holding on your coattails at this point. No, I don't think that's at all. Um, but in, and if he's leaving marks, you're taking them off because you're mm-hmm. the stain master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, stain master is not a good nickname. You should stick to. We've got more coming up. I promise. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Ben Affleck. Is he on an image repair tour with Hollywood Speak here on my talk? Hey
0: everybody, Laurie and Julia here for Hammernik's Interior Solutions, and of course. We know that we've gotten the message through to you that they can do any work on any home for flooring needs. But they're flooring experts. I mean, they help with any budget, any size. The commercial designers have worked with some of the, I mean, you know these places, Mancini's, the Guthrie, Digidio's, Mall of America all kinds of businesses so they also work with the business aspect and um, as always they're open seven days a week they've got the flooring uh, experts and the designers that can help you you know what is the room being used for what the traffic is and come yes. up with flooring
5: solutions. solutions and they're wonderful within your budget again upfront 12% discount on all in stock flooring and they have the most in stock flooring you're gonna find in the upper midwest for crying out loud, they're fantastic. Hammernik, are on the west side of town, and on the east side of town, and at Hammernick's docs, Lori and Julia. Okay,
3: Patrick. We're gonna do this. All right. Let's go. Now you know Ben Affleck has been a little grumpy on the in the in the in the, in the press. He was at the award show looking all and people had feelings. Ben Affleck looks unusually smiley. An outing with Jennifer's, Jennifer Lopez child. You know why he looks smiley? Going home to Jennifer Lopez.
4: <laughs> That's why he looks smiley.
3: Let me tell you.
4: All right, here's how that works. Yes. Tell okay. me. Tell me. He is out with that kid, and when he's walking back through the door, you know who's on the other side of that door? Jennifer Lopez. Jenny from the block. You know, and I'm going to tell you, you know, I mean, I've, I'm thinking about adding her to my cheaters list because mm-hmm. she's... Just about one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. I know. And she's smart. I think she's talented. You know, I'm a big fan.
3: Well, you're a gay man and I'm a straight woman. Right. And we both We're want both like, yeah, to touch JLo's yeah. I mean, anything.
4: I want to know what. I, I mean, like I'd spray on glow. If I had to, I would spray on glow. And, you know, I mean, she's incredible. Yeah. So, you know, I know. Why she's not real. She's know, not real. Like, I know why he's smiling. Because, you know. That's where he's going. He I did not care. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't care.
3: He doesn't care. No.
4: I mean, he is, talk about living your best life.
3: I know. Yeah. And to screw that up and to get a second chance at it. Right. Who, I don't know what he's, he's what he's magic. bringing to the table. He's really magic. Yeah, there must be. Is. That's I mean, the nicest way to say it. I
4: mean, we've seen the movie, so we know kind of that part. And, you know, and he's bringing more to the table than just that. I must Cause be. He's, he know. must
3: be. We're yeah. about Hollywood yeah. speak that, listeners, because uh-huh. he must be. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I also feel like lately he's been on this um, I'm Not a Grumpy Guy tour. Because uh the whole him at the award show and then he was on that late night show trying to be like, I'm really positive. Don't you know, I'm, I'm likable. I think the PR finally was like, listen, you got a movie coming out. I was going to say air is coming out. Air is coming next out. Weekend. You've been this looking weekend. crotchety when yeah. you've been a couple. The whole narrative has been like you didn't even like you don't want to you don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to do anything. And so he's like, all right. Let's let's put on the charm, but I think you're right. At the end of the day, he don't care. He's got he's got nothing to frown about. No, absolutely not. No. He's got a and cranky face, he, though.
2: But neither does she. she.
3: You know what I mean? Like he's got the kind of face that, and so do I. Like a neutral face is cranky.
4: Well, and I think you know. I, honestly, I think that. I mean, I think he kind of lives inside himself. Like yeah. I think he lives in his own body. So yeah. if he's having a rough day, he's having a rough day. Yeah. I mean, I, I doubt there's. I doubt there's much about him that is not pretty authentic.
3: Yeah. I like that. Um, Okay, I might have to Hollywood speak this. Um, Andy Cohen teases aggressive Mm -hmm. scandal confrontation at Pump Rules reunion. What are we going to
2: expect here?
3: Okay, here's the thing. They figured it out in a way because they had a restraining order issue on this reunion and they were able to figure out a way to lift it while it was filming. So that's good. Um, They're coming for... um, They're coming for... Him, They're coming for Tom, Sandoval, and Rachel slash Raquel, and uh, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough, and then they're going to do a sit-down after with just um, uh, Sandoval, Rachel, and Ariana. So after, um, that'll really divide, but they're, I think the whole cast, they're an easy, easy target. Here's the thing about Vanderpump Rules, and anybody in Bravo and Real Housewives, The best way to not be a target is to attack other people. And so these people have a huge target on their heads and they're just going to pile on. And keep in mind, everybody in this show is terrible. They have all done terrible things. And and like the thing is, too, if you're a real fan like me, you the idea of that people are going, get them off the show. Oh, heck nah. Last year I had to watch them play pickleball because it was during COVID. Like, if anything, (laughs) these people have saved the show. They should they've been carrying the show on their back this season. They've given us all reasons to watch it. So keep on keeping on. Um this this reunion is gonna be amazing. Like, I'd like to take time off in my life out of all my jobs. You just watch it.
4: You can just have a drag queen baby sit. <laughs> and you can just sit. <laughs> take,
3: <my> take, <laughs> please incorporate go-go into your routine. Mm-hmm. Take my child. I've got things to do. Mm-hmm. Done and done. Okay. Um, here's another one. Chris Rock's brother, Tony, insists Will Smith never reached out to comedian to personally apologize after infamous Oscar slap.
4: Don't you totally believe that's true?
3: I totally believe that's I true. I mean,
4: anybody who's going to go slap someone on a, you know, stage during a broadcast. Yeah. Why would he call it to apologize? And quite frankly, isn't he so embarrassed and so humiliated that he made such a stupid decision that he just wants to bury it? Why would he? I mean, I don't know why he would call it. I mean, I think he should. Yeah. But why would he?
3: You also, know? Also, like you said, there's some mistakes that are so big a, an apology text or call just isn't and it is, it's not going to cut it. uh uh-uh. Like you if 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 Grant came over here and slapped me in the face, <laughs> shot me a text later, sorry bro. I'd be like that's that's not going to cut it. And nope. I I don't know if that's Will Smith knowing that that's not going to cut it or if his ego is like I can't even I can't even fathom now accepting the wrong that I'm in. But also, there's another thing that always happens, too, is the turnaround. I get pretty annoyed when I get an immediate apologize moment after where I go, maybe you need to think and sit in this for a little while. There you
2: go. Yeah. It's been a year. Take Make it the right time. Yeah. I just really think, how
4: can you recover from that? No. I, I mean, don't know. No. You can't even say this with flowers. No. Like- <laughs> This is, I mean,
3: I love that you can't even save this with flowers. You know, it's true. And it's flowers just, does go a long way.
4: It, It's just, what do you say? Yeah. I mean, the reality is he almost needs like, to go on TV. Like, the, I mean, it's like too bad Oprah's not still on because I Oprah know. needs to have both of them on where he can just talk it out and just admit that he's a horrible human being. Yeah. That it was the worst decision anyone has ever made in the history of TV. Yeah. You know, I mean, what do you do? Call and go, you know, I am so sorry that I
3: slapped you. No. I skipped lunch. Yes. Feeling a certain way. Right. Like, I mean, you know. There's just no, there's no conversation to be had. And I don't know. Did you watch Chris Rock's special?
4: I have not. I've heard all of the bits about it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I, well, I think he's hysterical. I just yeah. haven't had a chance.
3: Um, it's worth the. It's worth you know. And he yeah. He talks about it and in it, and he he touches on the idea of uh you know um being outraged uh and picking and choosing when you're outraged and and you know it's you could tell Chris Rock like it, it took him a whole year to finally talk about it right like this you know you can joke about it all day but like this affected him and and, and as it should like.
2: Yeah, he said during the thing, he was like, I'm not going to go on this show. I'm not going to go on that show and cry. I'm not going to go do this. I'm going to do it on my own terms and my own thing. And he made this whole speech. But then when he dropped that mic at the end of that thing and he made his last point and he was staring at the crowd and he had his arms up. Yeah, it looked like he was holding everything he could back from crying. Yeah. I mean, this this is more personal, I think, than we realize.
3: I mean, it's one of his idols comes up on stage. Yeah. And like. You know, I know people throw around the word PTSD and I have been deployed. I would think that that would cause the the idea that you're on stage and somebody, something that you do all the time comes up and harms you, that there would be actual PSD, PSTD attached to that. PTSD. I said it wrong. PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, because it would be so triggering.
4: Well, and it's it's your career. I mean... It's your safe it's space. Just like, right. It's yeah. your safe space, and you would be embarrassed. Yeah. You know, I I mean, it just... You question your reaction. Right. There's just so many kind of layers to that. And I, you know, I think... I don't know. I kind of don't... Part of me is like, I don't know how Will Smith could call.
3: Yeah. But how do again, you
4: come? The other part of me is like, how do you, do you have th- to... You have to try atone. You have to try... And if you know you call and he doesn't pick up the phone well then that do then you understand but I think he should have eh, it's my take
3: I know you it's like funny cuz it's like you can't call you can't text you can't not call you can't right. not text yeah. so I think in conclusion you don't hit somebody on national I mean
4: I, I think a safe place to start is not to slap someone pretty much anywhere yeah. but especially on TV
3: Controversial opinions coming live here from yeah. Patrick Fun at the My Talk studios. Ooh. We got a lot more up next. Uh, My Talk 1071 and Lori and Julia. What? Uh, oh, no, we don't have traffic. No, we're That's... going in at the top. We got a little dirt alert. Coming oh, yeah, up. we got our big time dirt alert.
2: Our dirt, 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 dirt alert. And My... then, oh, also, if you have any questions for Patrick, oh, yeah. give us a call here or email them to us. Because at 530, we're going to do a little laundry talk.